podcast devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Well, thank you for joining us. Our passage today comes from a Jesus High Priestly Prayer. Started a little series through John 17 last week, and we will pick up in verses 4 and 5, which say this, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Have you ever had a conversation to one person, but really for the benefit of someone else who happens to also be listening, but you may not want to directly address them? Like I can imagine trying to help my kids understand something without making them feel embarrassed or singled out by having a conversation to their mother for their benefit. Or maybe you've been in a meeting at work uh, and you make something like a general announcement uh, that is really for one person's benefit. Well, that's a bit of what's going on here. Uh, This is Jesus' prayer. He is talking to the Heavenly Father. But really, he's talking to God for our benefit, that we might learn some things about the character of God, learn some things that motivated Jesus here on earth, and that might help us to know and follow God better. John 17 talks a lot about the glory of God. And I've often said this is one of those church words that we um, can, can kind of gloss over, and it just gets lost in the flow of church words that we sing about and talk about. Uh, what is glory? Well, a few definitions I like. It is the external manifestation of his being, meaning that God is glorious, but his glory is is the truth about who God is on display, that we might see it. Uh, Or another definition I like, the going public of all of God's desirable attributes. Psalm 19 tells us that the heavens declare the glory of God, meaning that we can see something about the beauty and the power and the creativity and the bigness of our God when we look up at creation, when we look up at the vastness of the universe, and we remember that we serve a God who's capable of creating and maintaining something like this. Well, this passage here is showing to us uh, many things, but one of the main things is that Jesus is the glory of God on display. I glorified you on earth, Jesus says in John 17. And this is a theme that gets picked up throughout Scripture, that Jesus is the external manifestation of who God is, the going public of his divine attributes. John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. 2 Corinthians 4.6, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. And where do we see it? In the face of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.15-17, talking about Jesus, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And finally, Hebrews 1.3, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. We learn from this that Jesus, operating in the Trinity, 
being the three persons of God, is the, is the person of God that we can see with our own eyes, so that we can experience with our senses, that he came here and dwelt among us. And we saw in this man the fullest display that we can see of the glory of God. Certainly creation and the heavens declare God's glory, but even more directly, more brightly, uh, more perceivable is the glory of God in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And that is true because Jesus is God. In this passage here, we see that he had glory in God's presence before the world existed. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit existing eternally together, even before anything was created. And how does this passage tell us that Jesus shows us God's glory? By accomplishing the work that God gave him to do. And Jesus prays and asks the Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Jesus, after the resurrection and the ascension, is going back to heaven to dwell with God. And he's there now, interceding for those who have placed their trust in him. I read a good article recently uh, from a John Piper devotional that kind of helps uh, give you an image to think about what this means. He says, Jesus relates to God the way radiance relates to glory or the way the rays of sunlight relate to the sun. Keep in mind every analogy between God and natural things is imperfect and will distort if you press it. Nevertheless, consider for example, one, there is no time that the sun exists without the beams of radiance. They cannot be separated. The radiance is co-eternal with the glory. Jesus Christ is co-eternal with God the Father. Two, the radiance is the glory radiating out It is not essentially different from the glory. Christ is God, standing forth as separate, but not essentially different from the Father. Three, thus the radiance is eternally begotten, as it were, by the glory, not created or made. If you put a solar-activated calculator in the sunlight, numbers appear on the face of the calculator. These, you could say, are created or made by the sun, but they are not what the sun is. But the rays of the sun are an extension of the sun, So Christ is eternally begotten of the Father, but not made or created. And four, we see the Son by means of seeing the rays of the Son. So we see God the Father by seeing Jesus. The rays of the Son arrive here about eight minutes after they leave the Son. And the round ball of fire that we see in the sky is the image, the exact representation of the Son. Not because it is a painting of the Son, but because it is the Son streaming forth in its radiance. So what's our takeaway Um, from this idea that Jesus is the glory of God the Father represented to us in a way that we can see? Well, one, the way we most directly experience God's glory is by beholding the face of Jesus, which we see spiritually through his word. Christ Jesus is the word, and we experience him by reading the gospels, by reading about his character, about who he is, about the way that he lived. And we display God's glory to the world the same way that Jesus does, by accomplishing what he has called us to do and to be. And of course, this is only possible when we are empowered and enlightened by a relationship with God, which, by the way, we have, because we have the very life of Christ inside of each and every one of us. So Lord, we thank you for this glimpse into a conversation that you've been having since eternity past about who you are and what you value and what you're calling us to. Lord, you are a glorious God that is worthy of our praise and our worship, and also worthy of our lives. So Lord, help us to live for you. 
Help us to behold you through your word, through prayer, through creation, uh, through relationships with other believers. God, and then to live out the life that you've called us to, that we might be a part of showing your glory to a world that desperately needs to know you. Do this for your glory and our good, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for tuning in for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.